welcome back, creeps. Hello, everyone. Welcome to February. 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 What happens in February? Um, people celebrate their relationships, you know, whether they're friendships or other kinds of ships. relationships. Like the friendship. The friendship, yeah. Um, we are going to celebrate our first anniversary. Hell yeah. And my mom's turning 65. Oh. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh. Um, we happen to binge the whole of Gavin and Stacy this week. If you haven't heard of Gavin and Stacy and you live under a fucking rock. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, if you haven't listened or you haven't heard of Gavin and Stacy, it's a BBC TV show. You can find it on Amazon Prime. I think, yeah. Yeah, that's where we watch it. Amazon Prime. And it's only three seasons, and it's so fucking good. Yeah, it is pretty good. Um, you Americans might know James Corden from The Late Show, where... Where he does, like, the karaoke in the car. The Range Rover or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's where he... I think it's where he started. He wrote it, anyway, him and uh, Ruth, Ruth Jones. Jones. Yeah. I don't know why we're plugging Gavin and Stacey. It's just something <laughs> we just, that we binge watch. I've been loving British TV shows right now. Yeah, and I, I want to go to Wales. <laughs> yeah, now we do. I want to go to Wales. Is that how they say it? Uh, that's how I'm saying it. Uh. All right, that's enough for that. Speaking of Wales, we just saw a video, like a few, actually, like maybe, actually, it was yesterday. Yeah, I showed you that video of uh, a dead whale on a beach, and they decided to fill it with dynamite and blow it up. Yeah, I feel like we might be the last ones to see that though. Oh yeah. We just saw the remastered video. I don't know, like YouTube suggested, hey, maybe watch this whale blow up. And I was like, all right, cool. How'd you know I'd like this? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my head. Um, right. Yeah. So let's no, get started. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, what? Before we start. Yeah. Red bubble. Oh. If you like our smashing new logo. Yeah. Today's episode is going to be featuring Lindsay. Mm art of aquarius 27 on instagram yes. who designed our well we think it's it's the bitchin'. best thing ever it is bitching amazing logo we thought it was so nice that we went ahead and set up a shop on Redbubble. so if you guys want we've set the margins like super low and stuff like that don't feel like you have to buy anything yeah but we also have a pork chop sticker <laughs> make sure you go and check that out because that is our favorite thing ever we're and trying to make pork chop famous okay because she yeah, deserves it she honestly she's does. a good girl and so even if you don't necessarily want the weekly creep stuff you don't have to you can get the pork chop stuff. rep my cat yeah yeah um yeah anyway so Lindsay also <laughs> sent us in a story this week and dulce is gonna read that one first <laughs> Sorry, just while we're talking about it. all right cool all right so it's titled trans allegheny story oh we got this a couple of weeks Ooh. ago and i've been dying to hear it so okay so i'm gonna read this like whole email all right i'm gonna read it whole ass because someone once told me never do things half ass always do them whole ass so that's what i'm gonna do okay there's your inspirational quote from those <laughs> <laughs> all right and it goes okay so this turned out to be a whole lot fucking longer than i thought 
Also, try to proofread so it doesn't sound dumb, but sorry if I missed anything. Don't worry, Lindsay. We're not judging you. Again, <laughs> in the last episode, I just told everyone that I barely scraped the pass in English. Yeah. And if there's any fuck ups, I'll just, I mean, it's my own. I'll just say it was me. <laughs> yeah. We're just here for the good story. Okay. I'm not entirely sure where to begin with this story. My encounters with spooky things have come to add up over the years. So I guess I'll just start with the first one that I remember. My sister and I shared a room as kids. And on one particular night, I can recall the very first time I witnessed the unexplainable. I still had a toddler bed. You know, those that are close to the floor in case you fall out. You need one of those, Adam. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But my sister had a regular twin bed. We shared a room, so my bed was perpendicular to hers, placing the head of my bed at the end of hers. This gave me an odd vantage point of the room as I could see under her bed and down the hallway. Usually as kids, when we were told to clean our room, we would just stuff everything under the bed and call it a day. But on this night, my sister's bed had nothing underneath. I mean, how creepy looking back. I can just imagine (laughs) rolling over and seeing some ghoulie ghoulie watching me from the dark underneath her bed. My experience was a bit more weird and unexplainable than this, though. Thankfully, because that would have scarred me for life. I had, when I used to get scared, sorry, this won't take long. (laughs) When I used to get scared, I would go into my mom and dad's room. Like, this was before I had siblings. And uh, my mom and dad would be, like make me sleep on the floor. You were like, all right, you can come in, but you're sleeping on the floor. That's so mean. Yeah. Um, maybe that's what, what's wrong with me. Anyway, <laughs> I would be so afraid because their bed was had an underneath to it. Uh. And I was so afraid. Like, I'd be trying to sleep on the floor. And they would, I was basically under the fucking bed. And I would always picture like a banshee or like the girl from the exorcist or something yeah it's just going to be under there waiting for me to turn around yeah still fucking scared of it sorry i refuse to look under beds because there's always that scene where the kid looks under the bed and there's nothing but as soon as they get back up it's right behind them yeah you know what i mean oh i fucking Uh. know what you mean (laughs) it's the worst yeah don't mean it to my own horn but i will my my parents let me sleep with them in bed when i was scared well my parents just didn't love me that much (laughs) okay thanks mom (laughs) oh i remember one time i got sick all over my dad's back (laughs) and he wasn't wearing a shirt so he had puke all on his back (laughs) his lumpy back hair okay get on with the story (laughs) sorry Lindsay. (laughs) all right We only had one nightlight, and it was plugged into the wall in the space between the foot of her bed and the head of mine. I remember waking up one night and rolling over to face the room and the space under her bed. And there, beside my sister who was sleeping quietly and unaware, were a pair of gray feet. I was confused, 
as I lay there trying to figure out what was going on. When I looked up to the space beside her where the rest of the, pers the person should have been, there was nothing. My first thought was that it could have been one of my parents checking on us during the night, but there were just feet. No shoes, no socks, just feet. Gray feet. Standing stock still, facing my sister's bed, as if, as if they belonged to an invisible person that just stood there, watching her. At this point, I hadn't seen or even knew of the world of the paranormal. I was probably about four or five, so I hadn't even heard my first ghost story. My mind didn't go to a place of, hell no, this is too much, no thank you. <laughs> like it does when something scary happens now. So instead, I rolled over and went back to sleep. In the morning, the feet were gone, but the memory has stayed with me like it happened just the night before for the past 20 or so years. Over the course of those 20-ish years, I've had tons more unexplainable things happen. For instance, weird sleepwalking stories, a haunted dorm room in college. The dorm was used as a Civil War hospital, so actually pretty credible. And most recently, an energy in my house that I struggle to explain. I won't bore you with the rest. I'll just jump right in to what the most recent story starts with. Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Oh, shit. <laughs> As a kid growing up, I was the biggest scaredy cat ever since I learned what to be scared of. Somewhere along the way, that changed to a fascination and love for all things spooky and unexplainable. My mother happens to share this fascination, and so we decided to take, decided to take a girl's trip, as you do, to a supposedly haunted mental asylum. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit of a drive to get to Trans-Allegheny, but we planned to do a historic tour during the day and then come back at night for a flashlight tour and go through the main attraction, the haunted house set up all throughout their criminally insane ward. Charles Manson stayed there for a bit, so would we catch a glimpse of his ghost or something else murdery? Honestly, who the hell knows, but count me in, let's go. When we got to the asylum, we went straight away and got our tickets for the historic tour of the building. This is a massive building built in 1864, and the look of it is straight up daunting. Definitely a Halloween moneymaker for sure, but hot. Jesus Henry Christ, <laughs> it was hot. <laughs> Jesus Henry. It was sometime around Halloween when we went, but it still felt like summer in Weston, West Virginia. I think the building only has AC and modern amenities in the main parts where the lobby and small museum are located, but I could be wrong on this. We found our group 
and proceeded on the tour. We saw lots of decrepit rooms and old staff areas and heard plenty of spooky stories along the way. All in all, there were maybe 10 to 12 in our group and the tour guide. About 15 minutes into the tour, we found ourselves in a large open space. We all spread out to listen to the tour guide tell us the history of the particular room. As it turned out, the room we were standing in was the room that had been used for lobotomies. Dr. Walter Freeman would bring his patients here and essentially use an ice pick to go up through their eye socket and twist around their brain to cure their mental state. Our guide proceeded to tell us that after the lobotomy, sometimes their condition would improve. Sometimes they would resort back to a toddler state of mind. And sometimes the patient would have a seizure and then pass away shortly after. No sooner had our tour guide finished the sentence, one of the men in our group fell straight back, cracked his head on the floor, and began seizing. As awful as it was, my first thought was, was this guy planted in our group to freak us all out more? But the sound of this man's skull cracking against the concrete floor, it was such a unique sound that I'll never forget as long as I live. That's fucking insane. Yeah, that's, that's awful. His glasses flew off on impact, and his wife and daughter went into shock. There was a pause in the group as everyone processed what was actually happening. His daughter was younger and started crying because she didn't know what was going on. Mom went to get his glasses and hand them to his wife. And thankfully, there were a couple of nurses in our group. Oh, dude, that's lucky. Yeah. That's so lucky. Because of the concrete and limestone, there was no cell service where we were. So our guide had to run all the way back to the main part of the building to call 911. He probably seized for a good 10 to 12 seconds and the nurses were able to stabilize him and have him lie there as he came back around. We all just kind of stood there because unless you have medical training, what do you do? I know what you do. You stay the fuck out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would do. Yeah, I am the worst <laughs> in those situations. The one time I was ever in that situation, I just called 911 because everybody else just stood there going, somebody really needs to call the, the ambulance. I was like, oh, somebody, somebody. <laughs> yeah. Mom was low-key freaking out. Because what are the chances of this happening? Of all the tours and of all the timing in the world, this guy happened to have a seizure in the lobotomy room on our first tour of the building. When he came to, the nurses in the group were asking him if he was prone to seizures. And he said that, no, he'd never had one. Maybe he got too hot. Maybe he hadn't eaten enough that day. Either way, the ambulance came, blaring down the road, and the tour guide came back and escorted us to another room. He was very visibly shaken from not only what had happened, but also running to get help and the stress of being responsible for our tour experience. We took a five-minute break just for everyone to calm down, and then we just continued our tour. I think this stayed in the back of everyone's mind as we toured the remainder of the building. Whatever had happened back there, it definitely made an impact on us. We finished the tour and went back to our hotel to nap until later that night for the flashlight tour and haunted house. I had been excited to finally come tour an actual haunted building, but hadn't expected that 
on our first tour. I thought to myself that nothing could possibly top that experience. I was wrong. When we went back to the flashlight tour, we had a few different options. There was one that I was excited to go on that took you to the hotspots from the Ghost Adventures episode. Hey, we're friends too. Come on, Zach Baggins. <laughs> the ticket seller was definitely not afraid to say that when the Ghost Adventures team came to film their episode, Zach was a huge diva and refused to socialize with anyone there. Oh, I can only imagine. But the rest of the guys were fun. Who surprised? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lindsay, give us all the gossip. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Fucking Zach Bacons. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so happy she included that. <laughs> we got our tickets and went to our spot to wait for our second tour to start. Mom and I are both small, unopposing women. I'm five foot nothing and she's a bit taller, but you get the picture. I swear it seemed like we were in a group of professional football players. This will be relevant later. We were in the back of the group as we went in and had our flashlights and phones out. For this, it was pitch dark except for our lights as the guide told spooky stories from the history of the building and info from the episode of Ghost Adventures. We were looking in rooms and listening to the guide's story when mom and I and a couple of the guys in front of us heard a faint whistling coming from somewhere behind us. We turned around to try to figure out what it was. And when we went to rejoin the group, those guys had booked it to the front of the group, right by the tour guide. <laughs> <laughs> I guess size doesn't necessarily equal courage. Finally, we circled up in a large room that is said to be haunted by an inmate who had his skull crushed and punctured through a bedpost. The other two guys in his room placed him underneath a bedpost and jumped on the bed until the post went through his head and met the floor. That's fucking insane. Our guide instructed us to turn off our flashlights and we could ask questions to see if we got any responses or noises, etc. When I tell you that my mother had an iron grip on my arm, I had faint bruises the next day. She was terrified. Nothing happened. We got no responses, so we turned our lights back on. Our guide then instructed us that to get to the next room, we would have to go down a pitch black stairwell to the next floor and that we would need to stay at the back to make sure we all got there together. So he needed a volunteer to lead the group down. Dead silence. Nobody wanted to go first. The spooky haunted pitch black stairwell. Not even the six foot four. I can bench press my grandmother with my eyes closed guys <laughs> that were in our group. So who do you think the great honor fell to? My five foot nothing ass with a cell phone light and a mother who was basically at this point perched on my shoulder like a parrot <laughs> i just added that last part <laughs> like a parrot that's funny though she was none too pleased about this situation we walked out of the room 
me half dragging her and trying not to fall down the stairs and made it down to the next level. <laughs> Honestly, Lindsay, that's something I would do too. <laughs> I, I'm chicken shit, but I'd be like, I'll go first. <laughs> it's the, it's, what do they call it? It's a masochist in us. <laughs> I just know I would rather be at the front of the group than the back of the group. Oh, yeah, I guess it would pick you off in the back, huh? Mm -hmm. Something were to happen. Our tour continued on and with more spooky stories. And at the end, we found ourselves in Lily's room. Lily is the ghost of a little girl who is said to have lived at the asylum and haunts a specific room. This room is littered with a variety of toys that people bring her to play with in hopes of catching something on video. We couldn't stay long as our trip was ending, but we were able to snap a few pictures. We didn't catch anything on them, but what happened next was something I'll carry with me forever. At this point, our group was split into the people who wanted to continue onto the haunted house and those that were signed up for another flashlight tour. Since mom and I had tickets for the haunted house, we followed our guide to the side exit. While we stood in line for tickets earlier, we watched as the guide let people out of this exit for at least a good half hour. But when we got to the door, it wouldn't budge. Mom and I and a couple of other ladies were the only ones with the guide in this room. The door we were trying to exit was an old wooden screen door. One that didn't exactly look like it could keep anything in or out whether it was locked or unlocked. Not very sturdy at all, but our guide was twisting the door handle, locking and unlocking, pushing, pulling, kicking it with his full weight, nothing. I finally stepped away from the group to hold a light for him as he was doing all of this with one free hand and a pretty sick lightsaber flashlight combo in the <laughs> other. As I was holding the lights for him to figure this door out, one that I'm sure he had exited from a thousand different times, I turned back to my mom. At this point, we were a good eight feet away from each other. Jokingly, I made the comment, I guess they don't want us to leave. I turned back around to face the guide and felt three distinct fingers trail down my back. My brain tried to process. I turned my head to see if my mother had joined me and maybe that was her way of telling me don't say that but she was still a good distance away talking to another woman. There was no way she could have crossed the distance between us that quickly anyway. The door wouldn't open. I kept my mouth shut partly because I didn't want to make a scene and freak my mom out, and partly because my brain was still processing. Did I truly just feel that? Had I brushed against something? There was nothing to brush up against. The door still wasn't opening. Had it been my hair? No. It was pulled over my shoulder. Nothing was touching my back. And yet, I had felt something. Three distinct things. Not a touch or a poke, but trailing down my back. The door still wasn't opening. 
So our guide had us rejoin the group and exit out of a different door. As we walked from the main building to the criminally insane ward, otherwise known as our haunted hospital, I asked my mother, had she touched my back while we were waiting on the door? She said no, that she had been talking to some of the other ladies. And why? Did something happen? I told her what I had felt, and we kept walking. I think at this point with the activity we experienced, we were feeling a little anxious to go through the haunted house. We had reserved our passes, thankfully, so we didn't have to wait in what looked like an hour plus wait to get in. We walked to the entrance and waited for the rest of the group. Once again, who do you think was pushed to the front of the line? I felt like Katniss Everdeen at this point. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's go. This place was so decked out. It was amazing. You could really tell that the staff had worked above and beyond to set it up. The iron grip that my mom had on my arm and the speed that she was pushing us through not only made us miss jump scares, but also had us leave our group in the dust and join the back of the group that had gone in front of us. Oh, God. <laughs> we had such a good time going through that. When we were done, it was almost a sad departure. We went back to our hotel and in the morning went back home. I didn't realize this would be so long. I'll keep my last story as short as I can. We've been back to Trans and Legheny once more since then for an early christmas present mom got us tickets to do the overnight lock-in jesus fucking christ an overnight lock-in that sounds so fucking cool <laughs> it sounds cool i won't do it but sounds cool <laughs> <laughs> we were able to spend two hours on each floor of the main building in the dark mostly on our own ghost hunting holy shit that oh that sounds fucking great it was a fantastic opportunity, but nothing huge had happened like before. The only difference this time was that I was at a very low point with my mental health. I had gone through a breakup and was stressed and anxiety filled from a job that was asking so much of me for too little pay. I hear that. It was the first time that I had gone to the doctor and asked for help, which is something I'm proud of that I had the courage to do and probably something I should have done a long time ago. So side note, if you need help, please ask for it because you'll get it and it will make your life so much better. Thanks for that PSA, Lindsay. I agree. I hadn't thought about this before we went. At that point, I was just kind of going through the motions and not caring about anything else until my meds kicked in. So as we explored the asylum, things just felt heavy. We heard stories about murders and suicides that I hadn't heard before. We heard stories about how the first patients were women who were too outspoken or too outgoing or too different, that their families or husbands no longer wanted to deal with them. So they were dropped off and Trans Allegheny is where they stayed for the remainder of their lives. Would I have been one of those women? There's a high chance. Me too, Lindsay. <laughs> I don't think if I was a woman, I would want to not be one of those women. Ah, You know what I mean? Yeah, we'd all be in there having yeah. a grand old time, maybe. I don't know. Probably not. I feel like the, ho the whole place would have been full of like people that I wanted to be friends with. Uh, when I got home, 
I went through a pattern of depression, naps in the bed or on the couch. I got lucky by being paired with the best, most like-minded dog there is. Champ is a half Aussie, half monster, possibly St. Bernard. So when I say that he's the same size as me, it's not an exaggeration. If I want to go for a four-mile trail walk, he's down. If I want to spend a day in bed Netflix binging The Haunting of Hill House, he's so down. He stayed by my side in the dark days without question and protected me when things started getting a little strange in our house after I came back. We live alone, Champ and I, in a small mountain town in a house that was built some time ago. There are no light fixtures in the living room and the bathroom is white and turquoise themed. The bathtub is turquoise, the toilet is turquoise, the sink is, you guessed it, turquoise. Very eccentric. We've been here for a little over five years and nothing's ever happened. When I first brought Champ to see it, I had said if he didn't go in, I wouldn't go in. They say pets and kids know. But he went right in and we lived there through thick and thin since. When I got back from the overnight at Trans Allegheny, things started to happen. And they started happening in the basement. Champ started running and growling at the door to the basement for no reason, at least none that I was aware of. He would run and sniff and growl, really low like he was ready to attack. He had done this a couple of times and finally when he ran to the basement door, I followed him. Side note, my basement is a dirt floor, exposed pipes, oil furnace, places that you would haze your pledges or hide a body. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> it's enclosed. Nothing can get in unless going through the house first. I keep it covered with a white curtain and string lights to try to make it seem less terrifying. Yeah, it does sound fucking scary. We stood there, Champ growling and me listening. I went up to the door and thought about opening it. But that's how you die. So I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it felt like someone or something was on the other side of the door. Like how you can feel someone's energy if they're standing close to you. I can't explain it other than that. It felt like something was on the other side. A few nights later, I had a dream of boots going up wooden stairs. When I opened my eyes, the sound was still there. Boots going up the wooden stairs of my basement steps. Slowly, but coming up to the door. I laid there. Champ started growling low in his throat, so I knew I hadn't imagined it. Silence. So we went back to sleep. In my head, I always think, if it's my time, it's my time. I have student loans. It's fine. Oh my God, I have the same fucking thought. <laughs> I have the same fucking thought. I'm like, oh well, I have student loans. It's fine. I have a car note. It's fine. <laughs> bye bye debt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she says that's grim. <laughs> the next day, when I got home from work, it was bright and sunny, and I was feeling brave, so I opened the door and went down the stairs. Champ did not come with me, but he stood at the top, watching. I looked all around, it's not a big space, and saw nothing. No animal tracks or prints, no boots, no ghoulies. So I went back upstairs, locked the door back, 
and covered it with a curtain. A few nights later, I heard the noises on the stairs again, and Chap Champ was upset, so I called the police. Not 911, but the station, and asked if they could send an officer to check. My landlord had already told me if it was an animal, he could help, but if it was a ghost, I was out of luck. I didn't find the joke as funny as he thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> the officers got there in about five minutes. I showed him the basement and waited upstairs as he checked. He looked all around with a flashlight and found nothing. As he was coming up the stairs, he told me I probably just had a ghost and that if it happened again to call them back and they'd come check again. I didn't think that joke was funny. <laughs> Little things continued to happen here and there, but as my medicine kicked in, my stress and anxieties faded. My mood lightened, and things went back to as normal as they can be in my situation. Champ only occasionally growls at the basement door, and we have plans to move this summer. Who's to say if something attached to me at Transalleghany and found a temporary home in my basement? It does look similar to the aesthetic of the asylum. Maybe a spirit saw me and thought, hey, she's sad like me, friend, <laughs> and came along for the ride. I try to be rational. It could have been an animal, but how did they get in? And where were the signs? For now, things have been quiet. I do hope they stay that way, but it does make for an interesting story. Sorry this was so long, but I hope you had a fun time reading it. We had a great... Well, Dulce had a great time reading it. I had a great time listening to it. <laughs> One thing I want to say. Yeah. Ghoulies. Back home means balls. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ghoulies, ghoulies. Yeah, yeah. So that was funny. Also, today just so happens to be Champ's birthday. Today, oh. as we're recording this. And look at this. Oh, happy birthday, Champ. I see your face on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, he's so excited. I wish my cats were like Champ. <laughs> <laughs> but again, everybody, make sure to check out. That, that was Lindsay. Yeah. And what a fucking great story. Yeah. First of all, mm. I was really going through all of my emotions just now. <laughs> From the grey feet to the fucking dude seizing in Trans Allegheny. Like fucking. The way hell. they killed that guy with the bed. Oh yeah, that That's was rough. Awful. So Trans Allegheny was one of the those like bigger subjects that I wasn't particularly keen on covering just because I feel like everybody has but maybe after reading that story we will have to yeah give even if it's just a brief one yeah so those of you who haven't heard about it yeah again like i mean i assume and it's probably probably really stupid i i assume that people who listen to our podcast probably have listen heard bigger ones yeah everything that i've already heard about so that's why i sort of try to gravitate towards subjects that i've i have never heard of yeah and me personally too um again Lindsay, thank you so much for your story yeah and for your kick-ass design for the fucking art make sure you to go and check out her page art of aquarius 27 she does pet portraits as well that yeah. picture that i just showed you of who we're assuming is champ what well, is her art is her portrait of champ i thought that was a picture of him no that was art what that was an art let me see it again <laughs> okay and oh my god i thought that was a photo 
that's so fucking good damn we got lucky when she was yeah. like yeah i'll do your art we're like yeah, okay sure. cool <laughs> <laughs> anyway this next one is from Carolan. hello adam and dulce hi I have a bunch of stories for you guys. Okay. It seems most of my family are a little touched with ghosts. I was eight when I had what I thought was my first ghost encounter. I'll give you a bit of backstory first so you can see my fear. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I am the last of seven girls. Wow. My parents were a lot older and I was an unexpected surprise. Oh, me too. (laughs) Except the other way around. But anyway, my closest sister was seven years older than me. It didn't help that I was a bit of a pain in the ass and wired as a kid. My sisters just found me even more of a nuisance and were just bothered by my mere existence. Oh, that's that's all right. Well, you have a friend with, you know, with us. Yeah, of course. And in us, rather. So, needless to say, I spent a lot of time alone. I was a happy kid, though, and I would always jump if my sisters wanted to spend any time with me at all. So this one Halloween, my mother made my older sister and her friend take me trick-or-treating down our dead-end street. The street had only two streetlights. It was dark. And at the end of the road, there was a steep drop-off that was called Suicide Hill. As the story goes, there was a kid killed when he was impaled onto a broken pine tree branch when he was sledding. While he was sledding. Fuck. He made a steep jump went off too high and slammed into the tree. It was also rumored that the son of the old man in the creepiest house that backed onto the woods killed himself in a tree on the hill. It was scary to say the least. My sister and her friends went with me to all the houses only mildly ignoring me. (laughs) Oh my god, you need a hug. (laughs) When we got to the end of the street... They said they were all going to go down Suicide Hill to the next neighborhood beyond the woods. Terrified, I didn't want to go. They teased me, pushed me down, ran away from me and left me alone standing (gasps) in the dark. Bastards. Oh my lord. I held my bag of candy to my chest and slowly started to walk home. Poor little one. I know, she's like my candy. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, what felt like walking forever, I got to the driveway of my house. I looked up and froze. Right in front of me was a huge white mass. I couldn't move. Frozen, I couldn't scream either. I got some courage from somewhere, closed my eyes, dropped my candy and ran through it. For fuck's sake, after holding on to energy. Oh, you sweet thing. As I went through, it was like running into thick, wet spider webs. They covered me and I fell trying to get them off me and ran, falling the whole time up the stairs to my house. When I got to the door, I whipped it open and fell into the house. My mother yelled at me before she realized how upset I was. Screaming and crying, it's all over me. My mother grabbed me and shook me straight. It was the 70s and that's what moms did. Mm. When I told her what had happened, I didn't expect her to believe me, let alone do what she did. My mother was German and English, so she was about as warm and fuzzy as a jar. (laughs) 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 She hugged me. (laughs) 
was a good one. She hugged me, looked at me all over, and there was nothing on me. She stood up and told me to wait right there. Then she walked down the stairs, picked up my candy bag, thank God. Oh, good, good. Yeah. That's and one. started to talk to whatever was in the driveway. I couldn't see the white Whoa. mass anymore. I could see I could see my mom and barely make out what she was saying, but it was like she knew what it was. When she came up, she handed me my candy and told me it was okay, that nothing would bother me anymore. I just looked at her. I didn't know what to say. She told me to get out of the doorway and get changed for bed, just like it was any other night, like nothing had just happened. I said, what was it? What did it say? Or what did you say to it? She simply said, were your sister and her friends being mean to you again? I said, yes. She left me at the hill and I started crying again. She told me to stop. Then she said it was your grandmother. She didn't mean to scare you. She just wanted to make sure you weren't alone. That's when I learned that ever since I was a baby, whenever I was really sick or had bad days, mean sister things, (laughs) my mom and dad would catch glimpses of my grandmother on my father's side close to me or in my room. They even told me that when I was four or five, I would tell them about an old woman that would sit at the end of my bed. When I described her to them, it sounded like Nona P. She died the same month I was born, and my father said she didn't want to go because she knew I would have a hard time with my sisters. I didn't remember seeing her, but my dad said she was my guardian spirit and that she walked with me. Because of that day, I always say my prayers at night and thank her for staying with me. So that's the first time I saw the other side. I have a bunch more stories and it even passed over to one of my sons. Turns out lots of my family have this touch. I hope you liked this one. I'll give you some more when I get them down. Thank you guys. I love your show. Carol Ann. Oh, thank you, Carol Ann. That had a really sweet ending. Yeah. Thank God, because... I was feeling pretty bad for you with those sisters. I'm yeah, not going to lie. At first, I was like, like before she started going into the whole, like, you know, uh, that her parents had seen these things around her before and figured it was a grandma. Before all that, I thought, holy crap, her mom went out there and was like, I don't give a fuck what this is. I'll <laughs> handle it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. I started thinking, of course, German descent, they have to deal. Don't they have to deal with Krampus? I mean, I think stereotypically they're quite a a strict bunch. Yeah, like a, yeah. a no nonsense yeah. people. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought maybe it was one of the spirits from the hill. You know, followed her back or something. Yeah, because she was describing the hill, and I was like, oh, shit, it has something to do with the fucking hill. But now, either way, that sounds spooky as fuck. Yeah. Poor little one. Poor thing. I know. I'm glad you grew up and got over that, because that was horrific. What a Halloween night. I know. And I'm also so glad you got your candy back. I know, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, thank you so much, Caroline. We can't wait to hear more, more. Of your stories and yeah. hopefully your son's stories as well yeah all right dulce oh you got yeah. another one <laughs> yeah yeah i almost forgot what i was doing here <laughs> do you want your tea or no uh uh is it cold enough i was just sitting here licking the peanut butter off the spoon <laughs> <laughs> well i mean how else am i supposed to transport the fucking peanut butter i'm gonna leave it in my hand and start licking my hand it sounds like you just found the spoon there. oh <laughs> 
Okay, you gotta keep all this in. <laughs> <laughs> Let them know what I do <laughs> for snacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I forgot I was a. This is our podcast, and I have to talk to. You're just having a good time listening to that story. Yeah. I was kind of like that with uh, Lindsay's one as well. Yeah. This is from IVB. Uh, so at the beginning of this, Adam asked me to pick what stories to read. And uh, I picked Lindsay and Ivy. Lindsay for obvious reasons, because she's kick-ass. And Ivy because uh, Poison Ivy was my favorite villainess in uh, Batman. Right on, right on. Yeah. It all makes sense now. <laughs> um, And actually, no, sorry, you can say... um. Ivy is one of our Instagram friends. So if you want to follow her, she is at Tattoos and Spooks oh, on okay. Instagram. Yeah, she's a ghost hunter. Right on. And we have first dibs on this story, by the way. Oh, good. Yes, yes. So we appreciate that, Ivy. Yes, thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's get let's get into it. <laughs> I recently stayed the night at and investigated the McIntyre Via in Atchison, Kansas, and wanted to share my experience there with you and your listeners. It's just Villa. V-I-L-L-A? Villa, yeah. That's Villa. Oh, in Spanish, it's Villa. Yeah, no, no, in English, it's just Villa. All right, fine, fine. <laughs> Sorry, you know, it's just going to sound really weird. Oh, did I say, I did say Villa, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's Villa. It's Villa. Yeah. <sighs> Trust me, people tomato, are going to be tomato. like, what the fuck is this lady talking about? I don't know. We'll see. Listeners, you decide. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, a brief backstory is that the Via, no, I'm just kidding. All right. All right. I'll say, it. I'll say it the way you guys say it. A brief backstory is that the villa was built in 1889 through 1890 for John McIntyre. And like most old homes, it has seen a lot of death. In total, there has been about nine deaths in the house, with a couple of them being suicides. The paranormal activity that is recorded here is all over the place, ranging from lights turning on and off on their own, doors opening and closing, or the doorknobs rattling and turning on their own, disembodied voices, footsteps, you name it, it happens here. I recently paid to stay the night alone in the villa. Ugh. I recently paid to stay the night alone at the villa with only my husband as company. He's a skeptic, so he hung out in a room called the man cave the entire time and watched TV and napped. Meanwhile, I investigated the entire place alone. Fuck, Ivy, you are brave. Yeah, but this sounds like a really nice weekend. <laughs> or night, at least. Uh, <laughs> like with underlying vibes of macabre. Mm -hmm. There is a room on the second floor with a mirror that people have photographed apparitions in. So I started in that room first. While, I, while introducing myself to the potential spirits, I felt the pressure of a hand slash palm on my back. There is another room that I believe is called the kids' room and is full of very creepy-looking dolls. While in that room, I heard a disembodied female voice twice, very briefly 
each time and couldn't tell what they said. That's crazy. Like hearing it in real time. Yeah, wow. The last area of the house where I experienced something was outside of a cupboard under the staircase. It is said that the spirit of a child hides in there, so I sat outside for a while, talking gently to them. My gentle approach worked because after a little while, and I swear to God, I'm not making this up, they briefly showed themselves to me in the form of a soft white light. Wow. That's pretty good. I just saw the shape of their head and shoulders, arms peek out and back in. Normally, child spirits scare the daylights out of me because it's usually another entity pretending to be a child. But this one definitely had no malevolent vibes. And if anything, it was a little sad. I had a flashlight sitting outside the cupboard and offered that they could turn it on, but it didn't go off at all. After briefly seeing the spirit, I gently set the flashlight inside the cupboard and it started going off right away. They seemed to like it, so I let them keep it. That's oh, nice. That's really sweet. Yeah. I know I like DYV. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you enjoyed a brief telling of my recent spooky adventure. I also want this to be an opportunity to show that the paranormal isn't all that scary. If I can spend time wandering the halls of McIntyre Villa alone, anyone can. If you want to read more about the villa and my investigation, check out ghoulstrip.blog, where I will be going over it in full detail very soon. I still have audio and video to analyze, so there might be more evidence on the way. Thank you so much for taking the time to read this. Stay spooky. So fucking cool. What yeah. was it? Ghoul's Trip? Uh, so her website is ghoulstrip.blog. So G-H-O-U-L-S-T-R-I-P.blog. Yeah, I remember reading that the first time and I read it as ghoul strip. <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> ghoul's trip, like ghost, yeah. girl's trip. <laughs> um, but wow, Ivy, yeah, I can't wait to see. Hopefully. Yeah. Any other evidence that you, you've got from that? Because fucking hell. Yeah, send it. Send your stories this way and we'll plug you again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll share it on our story or whatever mm -hmm. when you get it done. And that sounds so nice though as well. Yeah. Just a little friendly, yeah. friendly little ghost. Here you go. You can keep my flashlight. Yeah. I'd probably be like, oh, you can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you touched it. You can give it. Yeah. <laughs> ghost cooties. Ghost germs. <laughs> All right. So our it's last. A pandemic. <laughs> So our last story this week, about this month actually, the last story for this episode comes from Jen. Hi there, Adam and Dulce. Hello. I've had a Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I have had a crazy week. Glad we are starting a new one. I rescued a guinea pig from a bad situation and he passed away 11 days after we got him. We are just glad we were able to give him a good home, even if it was very short. Fair play to you. Yeah, well done. I'm not sure what happened with the guinea pig. I didn't even realize it was a... A guinea pig? No, people like rescued them. I guess maybe he was living in a shitty... Yeah, maybe. With a shitty family or something. Mm. So I'm glad you were able to Yeah. keep him for the few days. You were making him comfortable and all that. 
When I was fairly young, I attended a rather large church in the Austin, Texas area. Mm. For some reason, this church ended up splitting into several smaller groups. My family stayed with the one that was in our area of Austin. Before the split was formal, the large church organized a bonfire on the land that our smaller church eventually took over. The land had a field area that was very open and away from any buildings. Me and a boy that was similar in age to me were running wild in the field. The adults didn't seem to mind us just running around because we were staying away from the fire. Me and Mike were just running and chasing each other around, not paying much attention to what the adults were doing. All of a sudden, we hear a screaming type noise that did not really sound human to us. We both stopped and turned to face where the noise was coming from, the fire. In the smoke of the fire, it looked like faces and bodies were floating in the sky. What? The mouths of the faces were open like they were screaming. I looked over at him and his eyes were just huge. So I think he was seeing the same thing. Yeah. The fire flared kind of big, then died back down and the sound and the shapes had stopped. We stood there for a little bit, then slowly went back to what we were doing before. When we got home, I asked my mother why the fire had got so big there for a bit. She told me that a lady had found a wooden carved Ouija board in her daughter's closet and wanted to get rid of it. What? When the fire flared up was when the board really caught fire and was burning. I didn't tell her about the things I had seen and heard. It was just such a weird experience that I tried not to think about it much. Years go by, and the smaller groups that had split from the main church decided to have a reunion of sorts. I was in my teens at this time. We had not seen many of the families from the other groups, so we attended. I ran into Mike sitting by himself at this big party. I walked up to him and said, We saw what we saw back when we were kids, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, Yeah. get that validation. (laughs) He looked at me, nodded, and just said, Yup. That totally confirmed what I remembered, and I was glad I wasn't the only one. We ended up talking about all different things in life for most of the evening. This is one of the few times I have experienced something and had a witness. I hope that this was not too long. I am not the best at writing. Jen. Jen, that was lovely. Yeah, Jen, that was very brief. Yeah, it was perfect. Not too long, not too short. And we always say this, it doesn't matter. Size doesn't matter. Dulce (laughs) tells me this all the time. <laughs> but no, seriously though, because we like the longer stories, we and like the, the shorter, shorter stories. Yeah. yeah, I mean that one packed a punch, man. Yeah, Fucking she was hell. like, "Oh, and they were burning a Ouija board." Yeah. So what the fuck? By the way, yeah. No, seriously though, that was a that was a great little collection of stories. Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> um, well done, guys. Thanks everybody. Yeah. So that was. Lindsay was the Trans Allegheny story uh-huh. slash haunted house slash yeah. gray feet. Um, <laughs> gray feet. And make sure to check out her Art of Aquarius 27. Yeah. Is her Instagram. The other plug is Ghouls. Ghoul. Stri- ghouls. G H O U L S T R I P dot blog. Yeah. Ghouls thank trip. You. Thank you for that. And that's Ivy. And uh, <laughs> hopefully, yeah, we can get the blog from her but it, it might be done already she sent us this last week or something yeah so we're definitely looking forward to seeing what other evidence you caught from that 
Yeah. And also. And we just want to thank our fans. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because we have. Like, is that too presumptuous to say, like, fans? Or should we just call them listeners? listeners, I don't know. (laughs) But, like, thank you for listening. And the reason why I say this is because we just got our first bad review. (laughs) And I'm just like, you know what? Like, Adam texted me and he was like, hey, we got our first bad review. And I'm like, what is it? And I was like, wait, never mind. I don't want to know what it is. And he was like, just know that we're not everyone's cup of tea. And he is absolutely right. Because I'm not anyone's cup of tea except one person at work. So I know this. (laughs) You're my cup of tea. Well, I mean, <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't have married me. But yeah, so thank you guys for being of like minds because, I mean, it's completely true. Not everyone in the world is going to like you. Yeah. Um, and to whoever it was that did leave us the bad review, that's it's up to you. I yeah. get it. I've I mean, that's your prerogative. I've to many a podcast and gone, eh, not for me. Yeah. Um, also... Caroline, thank you very much for your story, and we hope to hear more from your, you and your son. Oh yes. And the last story was from Jen. Thank you, Jen. And Jen, again, keep those stories coming. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, thank you for joining us for another listeners episode. This another is February. Can you believe that? Fucking listener story. And you know what? We'll see you. What we're gonna be here? Well, maybe not here in the same spot, but we'll still be together <laughs> doing this in 2022. Yeah. So we're gonna go the distance with this thing. Yep. Speak it into the air. Manifest it. Manifest that we're here for the long haul. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube. Uh, rate and review us leave us comments get in touch with us do whatever you want yeah um and if you want have a look at our red bubble our red bubble store weekly creep on red bubble weekly creep everywhere if you have a story that you want to send us in it's weekly creep at gmail.com mm. and i think that'll just about do it that'll do us okay bye bye, bye.